You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. Spots and cheap pops! This is Silicon Steve Valley on the other side. We have my man, partner in life and wrestling, Vlad the Impaler. How are you doing today, my brother? I'm doing awesome, man. It's good to see you again. And uh, we've got some interesting things to talk about in terms of wrestling. And uh, it's great to be back for sure. Well, let's talk about the lead. Last week, we had a prediction who the Joker was going to be. You picked Mr. Hangman Adam Page, and I picked... Doesn't matter. No, I I, I picked Buddy Matthews, a.k.a. FK Buddy Murphy, and I was happily wrong. I, I, I was happily shown to be wrong, and you were right. As Hangman Adam Page makes his return, wins... The AEW Casino Battle Royal gets a shot against Kenny Omega, which we presume will be at full gear, which is named after a gimmick he had that he was working on on BTE. So pretty interesting stuff. Your reaction to when the Hangman's music played on Dynamite? Yeah, I thought it was great. It was a good moment. He's easily the biggest baby face in that company short of mr cm punk if you will it's it's interesting what's going to happen between the two of those guys even eventually but those you they they are in a company with some great baby faces and adam page is one of them and for him to get out there after getting his ass kicked by the elite and kenny omega uh after getting so close he now goes and picks up the chip and has the opportunity to go against Omega once again. And I, I've yet to really got a chance to really get my mind around what might happen, but it's going to be a great match. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an all-time match. And I know how Kenny and Hangman think. I know how Kenny thinks. And it's going to behoove all of us to go back and watch the match that they had last year. Because what Kenny has always said he loves to do, he loves to tell his matches. If they're going to be multiple matches, he likes to tell stories and build on each match's story. It was clear with Okada. It was clear with Naito. And it's I'm sure it will be clear with Hangman Adam Page. And this is a long-term story we've been talking about. This is a story that's going back almost two years now, folks. And it's a storyline. And it's been the best storyline that has been told in many, many years. And I think we're finally coming to the fruition of it at full gear. And it was exciting. And he got a CM Punk pop when he walked out and that music hit. Cause he's got that real, I'll tell you what, and I'm not ashamed to admit this. I have been playing the hangman song in, in my, you know, when I'm walking around my house, but obviously Adam Cole has been the top played song on my playlist since he debuted. So I'll tell you what, Excited. Baby. So I'm excited to hear the promo that Adam Page is going to say. And by the way, if you didn't see Being the Elite today debuted, they they did a little funny bit with uh, Hangman. He was laying in his bed, and his wife said, hey, this just came from AEW for you. He opens it up, and it's just really funny. Adam Page usually does some funny stuff on BTA, and so he's like, okay, you've used all of your sick days and all of your vacation pay. You need to come back to work. This is ridiculous. Sorry, but you need to come back to work. And then here's your invitation. And then you see him open the, the card. And then, of course, the card was the Joker. So it's really cool. Being the elite is such, I have to, I can't, you have to get through some bullshit sometimes. 
but I can't tell you much how it adds to the storyline that the elite are telling. It's something that you got to do. So Hangman saw it and uh, a really great moment in, in AEW and something that we kind of forgot about Hangman with all these debuts. And maybe it was a good time for him to take a while off, let them get that spotlight. And now he comes back to finish the story. So it's exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. So on to Crown Jewel's little we have crown jewel only less than two weeks away, 10 days away. And we have, this is a, this is almost a WrestleMania type pay-per-view. If you look at this card. Okay. It's going to be on Thursday afternoon, next Thursday afternoon. Taking off from work or what? Silicon Steve Valley does not work. My man. I make money. That was a trick question, Mr. Valley. Uh, okay, I just want to make sure you, you are aware. I'm semi-retired at the moment. At the moment, we might come back soon. But the crown jewel has been nothing short of, which is interesting, though, because crown jewel 2021, they really are building this up like a WrestleMania. And... I got to be honest with you. It's a little disingenuous and we already talked about it with Saudi Arabia. So I don't want to go back to that again, but this is a WrestleMania pay-per-view WrestleMania caliber pay-per-view Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Big E versus Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Goldberg, and no hold, no disqualification match. RK bro versus AJ and Amis. The King of the Ring finals and the Queen in the Queen's finals. And then obviously, I guess they broke up tonight. Mansoor and Mustafa Ali just got added. I guess they broke up tonight. I didn't watch it. Oh wow. It's sad. It was sad, man. I like I like I like Ali a lot. I hope uh, Mustafa Ali really finds his niche wherever he goes or wherever in WWE because he's talented. He cuts a badass promo. So I really hope he works out, but you look at those matches, Impaler, other than the big celebrity and the huge everything else that comes with WrestleMania, obviously, the fanfare and all that shit. To be honest, this card is amazing, but I don't see a title changing hands here, and I don't see anything really significant happen. Yeah, you know what? I As you're reading that card, I, I, don't, I can't remember a WrestleMania of recent times that was – as good as that. I mean, that's uh, almost a perfect card considering their roster right now. Um, short of the Goldberg deal, right? <laughs> so basically, um, but that's pretty much how you might want to book it anyways. Like, so, uh, but like at the end of the day here, them in Saudi Arabia, like, why aren't we getting that show? And are they really going to appreciate it? And then, by the way, it's Thursday at 4 p.m. This is a money grab to get more money from the Middle East. We know what it is. Yeah. Um, and you're right. 100% now, Crown Jewel has been a spot of some of the worst matches in wrestling history. We had The Fiend and, and Seth Rollins at, at Crown Jewel last year. I think it was last year, two years ago, rather. We had Bobby Lashley, not Bobby Lashley, we had Goldberg and Undertaker, which is an all-time horrible match. We had that, was that in Australia? Which one was the 
Undertaker, Kane versus Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Was that Crown Jewel or was that Australia? I think that was Australia. Oh, okay. Well, that's not quite as bad. But that was a horrible match, too. I mean, let's be honest. Shawn Michaels, no, he said, ah, I don't want to come back if I'm going to embarrass myself. Hail, Sean. And by the way, if you're going to do your comeback, keep your hair first, homie. That was... God, you know what? Dan, Dan, it looked horrible. That's, did a good job. That's, that's the match that Triple H got hurt in, and Shawn Michaels had to carry it. Yeah, and he can't carry a match anymore. He's 53 years old or whatever the fuck. Like he carried those three guys. Not really. I mean, he didn't – he jumped off the top rope onto the thing. I mean, he did a couple things, but it it just – it was very disingenuous. The, the, the whole shit was disingenuous. It was just whatever. Yeah, and, and honestly, I think in that uh, Undertaker uh, documentary, they touch on that, and I think they were all disappointed on how it all panned out. Oh, they absolutely were. They were embarrassed. Yeah. The only guy that could – I mean – and the funny thing is, is Kane can still kind of go. It, it just was, it just was a disaster. It was a, it's a, whatever. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about an Australian pay-per-view. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. What have you. So that it just, it comes to mind that it just, again, it just, again, the disingenuous aspect of WWE is something that is, very apparent lately and going to Saudi Arabia and praising them and doing all that stuff. When we know what goes on there again, it's just disingenuous and it's just a money grab. And that's what WWE has always done. And it's not, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's nothing big, nothing new and different. So they're trying to make money every step of the way as a big corporation that is publicly as a public publicly traded company should. So it's fine. It's all good. There's no issues with this. I, what are we going to do to stop it? Nothing. Oh, nothing. Nothing yeah. like oh, it. I, well, if you're like me, you don't buy the Peacock Network and uh, don't watch it. I, I mean, well, all right. Let, you know what? I'm going to talk about this, Impaler. I'm going to bring this up. Sure. Do you not buy it because of that, or do you not buy it because it's a pain in the ass to sign up for the Peacock Network? It's a, it's a combination of the two, if we're being honest. I would say it's 70 30 because you don't want to sign up for the peak. You don't aren't super comfortable signing up for the Peacock network. Is that accurate? I wouldn't say 70 30. I think it's like more 50 50. Uh, Really though? Really? Yeah. And then, um, and you know what? The last pay-per-view evidently the uh, Spanish um, announced team was being broadcast over the American announced team. Oh, it has been a disaster. Yes. I haven't watched it. Like, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. I, I read about it on Twitter. And when I read about that, I was like, why would I pay for that? <laughs> yeah, they got some bugs to figure out. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Both of them are too big a company to not figure it out. They're, you know, technology is not something that WWE usually step, you know, is behind too far. And they've done a good job. A lot of the marketing, they, they have some cutting edge marketing stuff. So overall, it's all good. It's all good, baby. It's all good. Um, I will not take off though. But I will. I think I will watch it in real time, and I'll be live tweeting, and we'll be having some fun, doing some special stuff. We'll we'll, we'll cover it right here on High Spots and She Pops. Really excited! Our listenership is up. Our our subscribers are up. Everything is going in the right direction as we continue to morph and evolve the show. 
Impaler, how excited are you? I am through the roof excited in terms of what's going on, especially with Crown Jewel. Absolutely. Does that sell you on it? Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to have our predictions on Crown Jewel next week, by the way. Impaler, up, th- up three still because there was a, a match I I took one I got one back from dynamite but then you got one back the next night so three and only what four pay-per-views left I I think this beautiful intercontinental championship title may be going home to the impaler folks which is a very sad thing on production note folks I wouldn't say it's sad I think it's coming home it's the title that I actually got this from uh where stone cold threw it in the in the river I, I found it yes yeah um, and it was in great shape for being waterlogged. Well, you know, we did some refurbishing. Uh, huh. We did some things to make it look pretty. But, yes, this is the same title that was given to Tito Santana that was thrown into the river by Steve Austin. Really a fantastic 13- or 14-year run with this world, this Intercontinental Championship title. And you will have that for the entirety of – I think we're going to start doing quarters next year maybe. We'll see. Okay. So we have to go and bit. switch – yeah. Uh, so then basically after a few months, four months, then, you know, you might try to win it back. Yes. So that's what we'll do. We'll do. Well, I think we're going to go to quarters next year. Hmm. And then what we're going to do, because I want to make this a big deal. Here. We will, we will get together quarterly for the AEW pay-per-view. We'll try to, and that's how the title can change hands. Because they have four pay-per-views a year. Works Mm -hmm. out for me, right? Sounds good. Um, I am in heaven. We'll still count them up, but we'll tally them up from – and we'll let's start the new year. We'll do the whole entire year as as the plan was this year. And it's running out of time for me. The pressure is on. And there you can see the graphic right there. And to be truthful, if it wasn't for Drew McIntyre, I'd be down by about nine matches right now. Yeah, he was my kryptonite. He, I think it was you were 0-4 and, and I was 3-1. and one. I think I gained three games on you on Drew McIntyre alone. So literally it was six, but if you had picked a – you have three more up. It, it, it's a bad situation, but I'm not going to lose hope. We still got a couple of shitty WWE pay-per-views that are irrelevant to go this year, and we have one more AEW pay-per-view. There is a Survivor Series, though. So uh, – so we talked about Adam Page. Over on SmackDown, we have Roman Reigns and the Paul Heyman saga with Brock Lesnar is continuing to develop. Roman looked a little bit apprehensive with Paul, kind of direct, yelled at him a little bit, and then basically told, asked Paul straight up, did you negotiate Paul or Brock Lesnar's contract to be a free agent? And Heyman kind of did, well, well, you know, I do exactly what I need to do because I'm the wise man. I take care of you and I am the smartest man. No one has ever accused me of being a stupid. And he said such like that. And he's like, you are going to beat Brock Lesnar. I know. He's like, tell him. And so basically he tells Paul Heyman to cut the kind of promo that he used to cut with Brock Lesnar on Brock Lesnar. Wow. He even referred to him as the reigning defending universal champion. And Roman was smiling in the background as he was doing it. It was really well done. Nice. But 
The big thing is Heyman did not say yay or nay to negotiating the Brock Lesnar contract. Is there any way Heyman turns on Roman here? I hope not. I really hope not. I wonder if he's just playing both sides against the middle. He's got he's invested in this. And especially if Bro, if Rome, I'm sorry, if Brock ends up in uh on Raw a little bit more. Well, Brock will go to Raw. I mean, it's a good thing to do with Brock Lesnar because the two big matches everyone wanted to see with Brock, unless you want to count Riddle as well, which I don't think Lesnar wants to work with Riddle. I think that was one thing that was said pretty clear. Um, but you want to see it. Lesnar versus Lashley is the other one that everyone wants to see because you know Bobby Witten was an MMA competitor. He's called out Brock Lesnar time in and time out. So everyone wants to see Lesnar, Lashley, Lashley, Lashley. That's never happened before. And people want to see it. I mean, again, it's another two big guys. It's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot better than the Goldberg matches, obviously, because Brock can really go. But, but it's going to be a similar match to those matches in terms of the way it goes. So I'm, I'm not as excited about it as many other people are. You know, like it's it's going to look good. Absolutely, it's going to be great. But uh, as far as Roman goes, I don't know if he's going to be on Raw all that much. I think it just when they feel like they need a little bit of a ratings pop, which is yeah. what they, which is a lot of what they do. So you know, so that's so it was a good thing. I, I encourage everyone to watch the Paul Heyman promo. But. That sets up for this week coming up. Lesnar will be at SmackDown, and he's going to confront Roman face-to-face just six days before Crown Jewel. And that will probably be, I would assume, between the 10 and 10.30 hour, or half hour. Mm -hmm. Which leads us to the other big news this week. Did you like that segue, Impaler? That was a really beautiful segue. I think I should get five matches because of that, and I should be able to keep this championship. I don't know if I'd agree to that. Anyway, for the first time ever, SmackDown, WWE is going to compete directly with AEW cable television. SmackDown is having a supersized SmackDown, I think they're calling it. Are they just calling it Super SmackDown? I don't know. I think it was a plus size SmackDown or something. That might have been where uh, I was. It might have been where I was buying my underwear. Big and tall SmackDown. Plus size SmackDown underwear. The. Husky-sized SmackDown. Resistant to racing stripes, right? Anyway, so WWE has decided that they are going to extend their SmackDown show for whatever reason. Fox going to FS1, which is obviously a Fox subsidiary. FS or or a Fox such under the Fox Umbrella channel. FS1 for a 10 to 10.30. Why are they doing this in Paler? Competing directly with AEW Rampage, which is a taped show. They are trying to drive down their viewership and start having building some doubt on the AEW brand as the AEW brand has had a really nice run for the last, what, two months or so. And competition is looming and Vince is starting to feel the heat and he's reacting. So this is what you have. And uh, here's the thing. WWE, they're going to go and extend that show. They're doing it this Friday. And there's rumors of them doing it in the future. 
extending in an hour. So now they can barely provide you with two hours of SmackDown that entertains the masses, let alone the three hours that they're putting on Raw and entertaining nobody usually. And now they want to add another hour to SmackDown. This could be spreading them on a thinner side in terms of material here. And I, it, they might be playing into Tony Khan's trap <laughs> by doing this. So um, I don't know. It's like Tony Khan's just putting out the sacrificial pre-taped lamb out there and Vince is bringing in the, the SmackDown from Fox Guns to try to deal with it and steal viewers. It's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if it's going to, if if, Tony is just doing what he feels is best for AEW. Tony did tweet. I see you extended and this. I'm paraphrasing, but Tony did tweet. I see that you extended your show. It's going to be fun to go up against your best show this coming Friday. And here's a couple of things that what would be a win for AEW? Would it just be beating them in the ratings that half hour? Or would it be beating them in the demo? Or would it just even competing with them at all? Because there's a couple of things that are happening here that kind of makes for a perfect storm here. AEW Dynamite is not going to be taped this Friday. And AE and uh, WWE SmackDown is going to FS1, which they historically have not done well on. So there's a couple of things working to AEW's favor that they typically would not if they go up against WWE. So I, I question why WWE chose this weekend. It's a good question. Do you know offhand where Dynamite's being uh, being held? Miami. Miami. Oh, la suce got Miami. <laughs> it's pretty good there. Um Florida crowd, that's going to be a decent decent crowd. It's going to be lively. They're going to be partying. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I don't think there's any way they could beat SmackDown, though. I mean, they're not there yet. So I think when I see a lot of AEW fans that I follow on Twitter and that follow me, they're suggesting that they can actually beat them. And I, I think that that's a little bit too optimistic. SmackDown is the number one show on the biggest brand. They're getting two and a half million, usually around two and a half million every, every week between one point, you know, between 1.9 and 2.5 is usually their sweet spot. AEW has never even come close to that. And they're going up against it with a show that only drew half a million people last week. So I think it's pretty optimistic to suggest they beat SmackDown. I think it's a Bush League move by WWE, and it just flies in the face of them saying that they are not competition. When you have jack-offs like Ryan Satin, I'm talking to you, at Ryan Satin, that say that, that WWE isn't competition until they start throwing shows like the Crown Jewel and WrestleMania-level events. Look, they are competition because they are taking eyeballs away from some of your product. And they are competition, You and the fact that they're not acknowledging that they're competition when they put NXT up against AEW, they can, let's throw our B show at them, our C show, really. Our C show at them will tighten it up a little bit, make it, look, and how we're going to make it a little bit more sports entertainment. Yeah, the NXT I like to see. And obviously what happened? 
NXT product got worse and worse and worse the second they moved to USA. Now that it is a shell of its former self. Because AEW cleaned their clock. Now, instead of WWE saying, okay, let's just leave them be and let them do their Friday night thing. It's not against us. No, we're going to go after them again. It backfired big time this time. I don't know if, if one time is going to backfire or what happened. I don't know what it's going to do. But it's going to be interesting to see this many little ratings experimental war that is happening this Friday night when you have the two products. Because I guarantee you're having Lesnar and Reigns in that last half hour second. Yeah. I mean, you know what? They're definitely going to start off with them. I'm wondering if they're going to bring them back out. You think they're going to hold them up until that to, to FS1? Yep. Oh, I, I will. I will say this. They probably won't hold it up all the way to FS1. Mm-hmm. Because th- this is another quandary that I thought about. If you're WWE, you want your best shit before 10 o'clock, right? You want to be able yeah. to where you get more eyes. Or do you save that last hit? So you, you can't have your 9, 30, 10 show being the lab, the worst part, of the you know, not the best part of the show. It's got to be one of the best part, if not the best part of the show. But you're putting 10 to 10, 30. Is that going to be an impactful part of the episode? Or is it just going to be like, you know, a couple of throwaway matches with a big star? 24-7 coverage. Well, so that's the thing. I don't know what WWE is, how they're going to book this. Are they going to book 9, 9.45 to 10 to be the big spot? Are they going to book 10 to 10.15 to be the big spot? Uh, send out Reggie. Uh, have him do a bunch of flips and defend the 24-7 belt. God, I love when he flips. He's elusive. He's like a cat. Reggie the cat. That's your new name. Uh, but we already have a bear cat, sir. Put them together. Tag team. Fuck it. I just I just made a tag team with Keith Lee and uh, Reggie. There we go. Tag next tag team champions. Book it now, Vince McMahon. But that's something interesting to see how they book this half hour. That, that it's going to be very interesting to see how they book from nine forty five to ten thirty. How they book their program. What do you think they're going to do? It's a great question. I didn't get a really chance to to consider what both shows are going to do. I mean, off bat, I I would imagine that Dynamite would lead off with something with CM Punk. Um, but then on SmackDown, how do they hold you from switching over to TNT to go and look at Dynamite? And it's definitely Roman and Brock. I can't imagine really anybody else. I mean, they're not going to do um, Sasha, Becky, and because you know what that's at that would be is. Uh, after uh, Crown Jewel, no? No, it's going to be, it's the Friday before. before Crown Jewel. Yeah, Friday this is the, that, that's the thing. So it's yeah, also it's the go same. home. So that's the thing. Yeah, so it's so. also the go home episode of SmackDown before Crown Jewel as well. So that's you've got right. a lot of moving pieces here of what's, what's going on. And so it's going to be fascinating to me to see how WWE books this, these shows. Are they trying to just yeah. go for that big pop at 10 o'clock? Maybe they do a thing where you actually can turn on where Brock Lesnar comes out right at 9.59. Maybe they book it like that, and that way you can still get your shit on, on Fox, and you can still get your shit booming at 10 o'clock right at the beat. So that's how I would do it if I was WWE. Obviously, I'm trying to hurt AEW anyway. I might as well give them my best swing. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good idea. I mean, I could see Vince like, um, almost, uh, being almost nonchalant about it, even and not using rock Brock or Roman and, and almost have like Charlotte, Sasha, Becky or, or Bianca. I think he could be like that, you know? So Four horse women still fighting everything out, huh? With Bianca now. Yeah. Just, just, it's either Alexa or Bianca. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Like, um, Carmella and, uh, leave Liv Morgan. And then there was another match evidently. And so they had two women's matches on SmackDown and it was what, like six total minutes between the two of them. No, no. It was about three minutes between the two of them. Oh, my God. The biggest statistic about that that is eye-popping to everybody, Roman Reigns' entrance was longer than both matches combined. It's a bad optic right there, man. And I started fast-forwarding his entrances because it's going to lose its luster to me. The, the entrance won't be as prolific and as badass when he comes in for a match. That's when that, that's when that entrance is needed. I don't need three and a half minutes of Roman walking slowly every single fucking I mean, you go to cut to a break, cup him out, you see him pop, you see him coming out, go to your 90-second or two-minute break as he walks down. Roman Reigns will be right back to cut a promo. That way you keep the whole entrance fresh. So yeah. that's just something that WWE needs to start paying. Again, Vince doesn't take care of the details anymore. That's why it's not the same guy from 25 years ago. What I'm writing about in my book is particularly about that. It's particularly about that, Impaler. Vince is not the same guy when it comes to doing the work anymore. That's why this is going to be different. He's definitely not on top of his game. That's for sure. Details, baby. It's all of the devils in the details. A guy like Vince McMahon and these extraordinary people, the reason they've been so successful is because their attention to detail, which is important for everybody to be successful. And Vince doesn't have that anymore. So he's not going to be able to pull this company back out of where it is right now. He's not the guy to do it. It's that simple. But nobody can change the fact he ain't going anywhere. You can't vote him out. So, yep. so I, but I don't want to get too far off of that, but I think the way to book that to really hurt AEW is to do it that, that way. And I think that's what they're going to do. I really do. I think that they're WWE is annoyed because this pissant company is making a lot more waves than they were ever supposed to. And it's just the beginning. Hmm. But do you think, uh, do you think they're going to, like for AEW, you're assuming it's going to be CM Punk coming out, right? The problem with, see, this is what they usually do. They usually lead off with, except for the CM Punk night, they usually lead off with matches. Match. Rampage has been very match-oriented. They have three or four bangers in there, and that's what it is. Always four really good matches. I don't think that's going to get the job done against SmackDown this week. And I, I don't, but this is the other part about it. They're only drawing 500,000. Now I guarantee you at least half of those 500,000 didn't even watch SmackDown because half of the AEW fans that are the diehard AEW fans think WWE is the biggest load of shit ever. And they hate the company. They don't even watch it. So I don't know if it's going to impact their ratings as much as other people think. I think that is also a, variable that we're not considering either is that is there a lot of crossover between smackdown and, and the aew crowd that tunes in at 10 o'clock on friday yeah it, that's gonna you're gonna see a, a, it's gonna be a telltale sign man because if dynamite's getting 
500,000 already and they're going rampage yeah you know basically you know uh, against no competition and here you have smackdown with the with the actual fox you know fox i'm sorry like the actual fox network if you will lead in to their fs1 cable channel which I guess it's probably just as accessible as TNT. I would think maybe TNT is maybe broadcast a little bit more and more readily available in most cases, but uh, I'm not sure about it off, that offhand. However, um, I'm interested in seeing how much of that 500K dips this this coming week. And if it doesn't dip and they actually gain, that's awesome. If they keep st- if they if they're able to keep it within even 450k like that that's a like a, you know i know people aren't big on moral victories but that to me is like it's sort of a victory and and now we talk about how yeah if you're tony Khan, how do you book this show how do you book your show now you got to come hot out of the gate you would assume it'd be cm punk or brian danielson or maybe you have adam page cut his first promo since coming back because don't forget, uh-huh. there's not a there's not a dynamite this week on Wednesday. This is going to be the first programming of AEW since Hangman won. Maybe you come out and you open the show with Hangman cutting his promo. You know what, man? I, I you know what I would do? I would actually consider bringing out uh, Brian Danielson. And what would you have him do? Just cut a promo? Uh, cut a promo into a match, I guess. Say something and, I don't know, Daniel Garcia or whatever. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think he's going to try to go a little bit bigger than that. Hmm. I don't know. I, I Not even bigger. I just don't know. I mean, it because they have done CM Punk a lot, so Brian Danielson would be a better way to do it. But you got to have him do something a little more interesting than, than just have him come out. I think there's got to be some kind of announcement. Is That's what I'm saying. Is 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 Tony Khan going to throw some bells and whistles to the open of this show to compete? It's, if they do it, if WWE books it the way I said they did it, that's going to be very hard to not get them to turn the show back over to FS1 if it's available. Right. So Tony's going to need to come up with something to get them, get the eyes, as many eyes on that product to start off to you want. And so Brian Danielson comes out. You're going to have to promote it, whatever it is, I would assume on social media and such, how do they open the show? You're just saying Brian comes out and that's, and he cuts a promo or something. So, all right. Yeah. I mean, that you need to do something. You got him or Punk or Hangman. Yeah. To me, I think they're, I think they're going to like go against have Brian Danielson going out there. And, and the last show he was on was what SmackDown, right? Sort of ironic. Yeah, but he's been back for a few weeks now. It's not like it's the first time. You know what I mean? He's, oh, even, no, no, wrestled, but, yeah. he's even wrestled on, last, on Rampage before. No, no, the last WWE show that Brian Danielson was on was on SmackDown, right? Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is that I don't know. I think the novelty of Brian Danielson being back, I think just him appearing is not big enough to compete. I think for me, I'm more interested in seeing what Hangman is going to say in his first promo back from winning from you know all the time he took off. Yeah, that's me. I mean, I mean I it's think, opinions. You know, like, I, see, I think they're going to do the hangman thing on dynamite, not rampage. The hangman, but the hangman, but the dynamite thing is until Saturday. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you heard. Uh, yeah, so dynamite is not being is not on Wednesday. This is not Friday night. Is the next show for AEW programming, and that's wow. why it's a live dynamite. 
I thought I explained that pretty clearly, Paler. <laughs> he probably did. Sorry about that, man. Oh, it's totally cool. <laughs> oh, yes. So, since Friday night is going to be the next show for AEW programming, what do you open with now, then, Impaler? I don't know, man. I don't. I didn't know there'd be a quiz today, sir. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah, I'm not sure what I would open on. <laughs> gotcha. No problem. Well, you know what I would do. I, I think Hangman's would be the way to go about it. Um, well, now you're, you get some time to think about it. Do you still open with Hangman, or do you open with somebody else? <laughs> yes, I'll open up with Hangman, sir. That Come would on. be the right thing. Oh, so now, now you want to agree with me. Yes. Are, are you just agreeing with me to shut me up, or are you agreeing with me to... Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, so finally we want to talk about Roman Reigns and the WWE, and there were some... Kicking around some ideas, he's so over as a heel. Imagine if he was a baby face. But as Wrestler Observer News, Dave Meltzer, has spoken about, they are extremely happy with Roman Reigns' heel character. He's getting merchandise sales of John's, because his quote, John Cena levels. And it's more significant. This is what they think. It's more significant because he's a heel. So... And that's the thing. And also, who do you? I, I don't know. I don't know any babyface in the company right now outside of Biggie and maybe Drew McIntyre that I can see beating Roman squarely and fairly, and, and or should beat Roman squarely and fairly. Yeah, um, had a fucked up camera guy to cut the rope on you. I thought he was the jerk off cameraman. Jerk off cameraman. Asshole. Yeah, I mean, it was a perfectly good match. Finn Balor was going to be champion, and the cameraman cut it. But Pat McAfee is still swearing that it's God because we're stupid. So, but it is exciting. Roman Reigns is definitely doing some things. How much longer do you think this Roman Reigns bubble bubble is going to last in power? Uh, it's got to last as long as WWE lasts at this point because. They have nothing else really going for themselves at this point. So uh, you're going to see Roman with Brock in some sort of program here. I don't know if that's going to bleed into WrestleMania. And then I I would hope eventually it's going to be Roman against Rock. So, yeah. Well, the rumor has it, as we've talked about before, Rock is slated to perform not this WrestleMania, but the following WrestleMania is the rumor going on right now. And they're also another rumor. What's up? That's the one in L.A., yes. Okay. yes. Where's the next one going to be? Uh, is it Indianapolis? It's Dallas. Stanford. <laughs> they're, doing on, they're doing it on the roof again. We got to cut our benches again. <laughs> a lot climb to the corporate ladder match. Let's have them wrestle all throughout WWE headquarters. <laughs> And then, That's why I banged my secretaries back in the 70s and 80s. Sorry, Linda. Our, sex, <laughs> our psychiatrist, our therapist said we should be honest. I'm just being honest. Then we'll have one part where AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan come in and they wrestle in front of me and I get mad and I send them out. 
I wonder how much Vince is going to get buried after he dies at all. My God. Like, he still has a lot of stroke in the world, but you wonder how much will come out after he's gone. He's not been the best human being in the world. I mean, yeah, eventually. I mean, I think it's another reason they're sort of getting these documentaries and, like, these uh, dramatic sort of movies made about him before he passes. He wants to see his history out there first. Which makes sense. And, yeah, look, Vince is an extraordinary man. And make no mistakes, we can complain about Vince and bash him all he want, all he want. He is the most influential man this industry will ever see. As great as Tony Khan is doing right now and a lot of the things that other people have done, nobody has influenced this business like Vince McMahon. And that's why he has ruled the business, the mainstream business overall, for the better part of four decades. So we understand that he's a visionary. He is a revolutionary. We understand all that. But he's also now hurting his company. It's just that simple. Yeah, it's been um, this is like loose cannon sort of ways haven't really uh, amounted to much in, in terms of creative, good entertainment of late. So yeah, I can't really disagree with it there. So the King of the Ring moved on, and, and you brought it up before the King of the Ring women's matches didn't go on. Uh, Sami Zayn got up against Finn Balor, and you also have Consequences Creed, a.k.a. Xavier Woods, who do you think out of Balor or Woods? I think one of those two are winning it. Who do you think wins the King of the Ring this year? Um, it might be Xavier Woods. That's the big thing. He, they're pushing him, but he, I don't want to get my hopes up because they were also pushing Miss Liv Morgan, if you remember, and then she just jobbed out to Carmella last week, which made no sense. In less than three minutes. Well, women, they, women don't draw, apparently, I guess Vince is saying. DMD. Well, he doesn't have a DMD. I, I I would put D. I would put like I've said this before. I would put Britt Baker against any woman in the WWE. I would take Britt Baker every day and twice on Sunday. I Even said Tamina? It. Even Tamina. No, not Tamina. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Or Nia Jax. By the way, has Nia Jax been on TV much since she had that shitty situation with Charlotte, where she basically started throwing down for no reason? She got hurt, right? Probably because she wasn't working safe. God damn it. Work safe, god damn it. Um, and last thing we want to touch on to this week here on the High Spots and Cheap Pop podcast. I am excited where this show is going. I feel great in my studio. I'm starting to feel a little bit more at home. Look here. Feeling at home within your home. In Silicon Valley, baby, we can do whatever we want. Yep. So, uh, we so before we get out of here, talk about a spot tonight on Raw, which really pissed a lot of people off. A spot where a match was made, where Sasha Banks and Bianca took on Charlotte and Becky, and one of the major opponents of that kind of booking because WWE does it so often is Bubba Ray Dudley. And our bully right now, as he's known, he tweeted, are they going to get along? This is ridiculous. And then you just saw Twitter in kind just explode about how terrible and lazy the booking is. Can they coexist? Can they coexist? And so Twitter did not like that booking at all. And it was trending pretty, pretty bad how bad it was. So 
There's that. <laughs> raw just sounds being horrific. raw. Yeah, sounds horrific. I don't know what happened though. So I, you know, I, again, I don't, I don't watch Raw. I catch the highlights on Twiddle, on Twiddle, not Twitter, Twiddle. Twiddle's a band. So again, WWE booking. I don't want to. We've been bitching about it a lot since we started this this fucking whole organization, but. It just does frustrate you when they do the same this this same, same kind of boring booking. By the way, I didn't see it, but I'm assuming Bianca and Sasha didn't coexist. I mean, really, can they ever really coexist? I think it's impossible, especially with Sasha Banks. But that was the big question. Can they coexist? But they're not friends and they're tagging together. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's amazing that they can just repeat that over and over, almost show to show. It's the laziest booking I've ever seen. Because Vince doesn't pay attention to the details. He probably doesn't even remember he books it half the time. <laughs> details, baby, all in the details. That's what we're. That's what we learned here today on High Spots with Street Pops. It's all in the deets. Very true. Deets. So, anyways, well, we had a great time this week, and a little bit of a of a simmer right now in the wrestling world. Just getting ready for some for Crown Jewel, everything that's going on there. We're going to get our picks in next week. Adam Page and Kenny Omega are on a collision course at Full Gear. We're excited about that, and a lot of other great, exciting storylines that are, are happening. MJF and Darby Allen are really starting to hook up. They beat the living shit out of them this past week. So a lot of great things. What are you right now vibing with in terms of storylines and what's going down in AEW, WWE, Baylor? Um, I'm loving any time that CM Punk has a match because it's like an actual pro wrestling match. Um, it, it's like he's really hammering that point home with the people that he's working against. And um, so I'm really enjoying his matches in general. Uh, Brian Danielson, he's just been awesome. Uh, I'm enjoying this this American Dragon uh, uh, character that he's doing. I shouldn't even say character. Just you know, basically, I like the American Dragon and what's going on here. And uh, AEW has just been really entertaining to me for the most part. There's been a couple of doozies here and there. Um, namely, I, I get a little tired of like the 16 man tag team matches, things like that nature. Just like, oh my god, how often does this have to be done? But on the flip side, it could be a lot worse. And then just take a look at what's going on in WWE. So it's just a small complaint of any complaint, but uh, WWE would just be mostly complaining. So, um, but yeah, overall, man, I'm, I'm just enjoying everything that I'm seeing just about at AEW, and I'm entertained with what's going on. And it's been really cool. Absolutely. Well, with that, We'll go see, check out you guys next week. We're going to have two episodes next week here on Spotify. Going to try to expand the podcast as well. Check us out on iPad. What do they call it? iPodcasts? I don't know. iMusic. iTunes. This is Silicon Valley with Vlad the Impaler here in High Spots and Cheap Pops. Here, end the lesson. See you guys later.